Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ben, put your headphones on. Your Tell headphones me your favorite on. song. You go ahead, let your head down. You ready to start the show? Yeah, let's do it. Damn it, where's the document? Okay, there it goes. Here we go. Be quiet, would you? Hey, listeners. We want to take this opportunity at the top of the show to remind everybody to join our Patreon. We just had one, two, three, up to the four patrons join the party. So we want to welcome Dulce, Cher, Anthea, and Tria. We love to see it. Four new patrons join the party. If you're asking, well, how can I get access to the forte? Well, let me tell you. You're going to go to the episode notes and click that link that says join our Patreon. As you know, each month we give away a book to a special patron. And this month, at the end of the month, we'll be giving away The City We Became by the incredible, formidable N.K. Jemison. We also covered that book on the show, so be sure to join our Patreon. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and black fantasy and staying on the same page of our marriage. Today for episode... mm, fucked that up right this is why i can't do live radio today for episode 65 i know that we said we were going to cover lilith's brood um book three but you know what ben and i just got a little busy this weekend with an incredible comic book convention called c2e2 so we're honestly going to spend today just recapping our experience at that chicago comic book convention don't worry we'll still bring up all of the black and beautiful that was at this convention but before we get started talking about c2e2 ben how are you doing today my love i'm good yeah i'm just Chilling, it's, it's a podcast. Out. It's a show, so it'd so, be nice if you would I'm elaborate. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. Just you lashed out at me right before we got in the show because yeah, we did. I was trying to look for a phone for you that I didn't know was on top of the coffee maker because you put it there. So I was looking in the bedroom. So I went and asked you, "Hey, where's the phone?" And then you just started crying. Uh, because <sighs> here we go. You started crying. Don't, like, don't be telling half of the story, Ben. You're like, why didn't you look? I'm like, well, you know, I guess I should have looked on top of the coffee maker for your phone. Okay. Maybe, maybe you were just having a stressful day. See, first of and all. And being pregnant. Ben, you. Were those pregnancy tears? Yes, because here's the thing. You are so wonderful. You are such a wonderful partner. But. <laughs> Let me tell you how you operate, okay? Oh, talk to me how I operate, please. I I know I'm patronizing, but since you took it there, we're going to take it. If I make a to-do list of things that need to be done, you will do everything on that list. But if I don't make that list, you ain't doing shit. Yeah. Are we are we clear about that? If, if, if so there's you, not you, a list, it's not happening. So you would never walk into a room and say, I know what's wrong. These clothes need to be folded. This floor needs to be vacuumed. You, As the therapist once said, you're incapable of doing that. 
So, so I have to learn how to make. <laughs> you remember when the doctor told me that, that that therapist I had to let go of at one point. Like. So the therapist said, Ben is Amber. Ben might be incapable of making a list, but he if he will do everything on your list, you still got a good guy. So I, I said to myself a long time ago, that's great. But that list philosophy applies to everything else. So when I say to you, Ben, I need help looking for my keys. Can you help me? You'll be like, well, where are they? Well, God damn it. If I knew where they were, I'd go get them myself. But I'm asking you for help. And I just had a breakdown in that moment because I, I said to myself, wow, when we have a baby, Ben's not going to be able to say like, wow, my wife is crying. My baby's crying. Let me just go fix a cup of coffee and grab a burrito. Ben's not going to be able to do that. So I I had that epiphany as we were mm. art, as I was asking you to help me find my phone. Sorry, I just yawned. Not for anything what you're saying. Everything so was- so how do you respond now to that, <laughs> listeners, and to that, Benjamin? Yeah. We both have we both have work to do. We both have work to do. Do you want to one day be able to make a list or you're like, I'm no, fine I, just completing like, a list? No, I can make a list. I just yeah, I've made lists before. Uh yeah. Also, isn't it funny now that now that we have a visual aspect to our podcast, we kinda have to like put clothes on for it. I know. <laughs> I I'm not wearing any pants. I know. But I've put on a shirt. Me either. So but we're both pantless. I know, but today I was so like, we can't oh, stand we, up. yeah, we, right. We I was thinking, I was like, this is why we haven't been visual for so long. Well, one, I, I needed that camera. Most times we're doing the podcast naked. We weren't fully naked, but we weren't I, well, together. Yes, we multiple weren't to- times we were we weren't naked. like buck ass naked but go we, back and guess which episode we we're completely naked on yeah but but now we have to actually put on shirts that oh. like i've definitely done the, the show in a bra that's so funny but baby i don't mean to drag you you know i just had to come oh i meant to chicken. drag you i know right so yeah. anywho um so how are you doing today i said i'm doing well i'm just okay. i just had to realize i'm is I, that the first time you cried today I think yes. Okay, cool. I didn't even cry thug tears. I just I, the wells in my eyes formed as I realized I married an absolute nincompoop. And then I was like, you know what? No, you married a really great person. So be kind. Rewind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That works for more than just blockbuster, because you are so incredible. So I want to take time on this podcast right now for to apologize to you for uh snapping on you Perfect. for not being able to tell you exactly Apology where my ex- phone is that accepted. I needed your help looking for. Accepted. Excellent. So um speaking of good vibes and good energy, let's take it to the Apple Podcast Rating Streets. I want to say this. We had so many new Apple Podcast reviews. So Boom. I, Are we at a thousand yet? We're not at a thousand. We're at a oh. we're at a sensible three seventy. Oh, so we're getting shit. it. Excuse Help me. us get to a thousand, everybody. Yes, and y'all are doing y'all's part. This one's from Uncle Junior three sixteen. Also, three sixteen is the date of my birthday. So anytime I see that, I'm just gonna like go off. Hey guys, LOL. I've been following TikTok for a while and finally decided to come here. I love it. LOL. I've been jumping around and loved y'all's commentary and lovely bantering. Thank Woo-hoo. you, Uncle Junior. We love you as well. This one's from Shishkanob. 
Love, this is the podcast I've been waiting for. I really enjoy all of y'all's content on every platform. Thank you both for the... I don't know why I just thank you both for the laughs and realness. I so I'm Ben. I'm pregnant, so you know my reading is going. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, Ben. Uh, and then this last thank you so much for that last one. And then this last one, it's a little bit long. I'm not going to read the whole rant. This person went on a rant about horror that actually had nothing to do with us. So I'll just really quickly read the parts that mostly have to do with us because we're going to get started with the show. Um, Sugar Llama says, "No such thing as high horror." Love this couple. Awesome podcast for black nerds. Amber, please watch Star Trek Discovery. I know why you want me to. We'll talk about that in a brief second. But I do have to say there's absolutely no such thing as high horror, elevated horror, blah, blah, blah. And they just went on a, a rant. I'll, I'll post it in the Patreon streets. I, I think that was, at one point you had said elevated horror. And that's sort of disrespectful. Why did I say that? You said it in one of our podcasts when we were talking about horror. And uh, this, there's this right. whole idea. But in my brain, it's like it's kind of like when people drag me on TikTok about a video I made in July. I'm like... What was what happened? Oh, no, no, no. But this person's point is actually quite a good point. So okay, this, what? So I probably said something calling horror elevated. Right. I think we were probably talking about slashers, and there's this false dichotomy of like there's an elevated horror with like symbolism, like something like Jordan Peele's, you know, us or Jordan Peele's Get uh, Out, you know, Get Out. Where in actuality, this this person makes a really good point that slashers are just as elevated or it's just as thoughtful as any of this high horror type of bullshit. And what happens is that literary fiction oftentimes frowns down at genre fiction like horror or science fiction. But then and then science fiction horror fans are like, oh, literary fiction, like yo, fuck you, like we're just as good as literary fiction, which is true. Like B movie and stuff. Right. Got it. No, 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 no. No, no, you're almost there. Literary mm. literary fiction is something like, uh, you know, Ian Gossie's um, uh, home 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 okay. home going home going. Right? I think it's homecoming. Homecoming. So that is like literary fiction. I see. Which is like run Colson by like Whitehead's New- Underground Railroad or the sort of the Nickel but- Boys. Yeah, the Nickel it's Boys. Based on a Nickel resume. Boys would be more like literary fiction. Okay. But then there's genre fiction, like science fiction and fantasy. Got it. Right. And so literary people who will study literary fiction, like J.D. Salinger, will frown down on on Isaac Asimov, which is genre fiction. So you're this person is arguing that I did the same thing about horror. Right. So oftentimes science which, fiction. Going back and, to my other point is like saying like Jordan Peele versus like B-movie horror. Sure. Yes, absolutely. So I did get it right. I just you did. Didn't you get did. It right yeah, yeah, your... yeah. You're getting, yeah, you're getting to the point. This person so saying it's all valid. It's all valid. Got but it. What I find so fascinating and this person rightly points out is that oftentimes these genre nerds like myself will get upset at literary people uh, for you know, snubbing their nose at genre fiction, but then in actuality, the genre fiction nerds reproduce that same hierarchy within the genre. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's like horror, but then there's like there's the there's here's what we call the high heart, which is the good heart, and then so this there's person a slash thinks I stuff. called something high horror, which I probably did. Yeah, Ain't yeah. no telling. We They're haven't like done elevated because, but we do watch horror. Like they ended their comments saying, and I'm not. 
like this person gave us five stars. Like, yeah. I love you, Sugar Llama. We're not talking about you. I'm, I'm just trying to understand what I likely said. And then they, but their last comment was, you guys should give horror a chance. It's great. And it has lots to offer. We love horror. Yeah, yeah. We cover horror on the show. We do. We, I will say that we do um, emphasize horror during Halloween. So we did horror all of October, but we do love horror. So maybe I should watch how I'm being snobby with B movies versus like beloved. Right. Yeah. Beloved could be fall into horror, but someone would say, well, that's literary horror, you know? And it's like, no, it's all horror and it all has its place where, and oftentimes slashers are sort of like, so there's no hierarchy in in horror. So beloved and goosebumps are the same. People. Well, they're all valid and people create, well, any sort of hierarchy is assuming this linear, this linear, linear kind of thinking. Okay. <laughs> literary. Wow. I was like, literary. I was like, I fuse literary and linear. This linear kind of thinking, mm-hmm. which is that this thing is better than this thing, which is better than that. this thing, which is better than this thing. And in actuality, no. It's like, like children's books are just as valid as. Right. Because it's about the the interaction and the time and place that uh, content is consumed and thought about like goosebumps for a beginning reader is really powerful and can really get them thinking and thinking of fear and beloved is really powerful for someone who is looking for you know a like a, slave narrative a slave horror. narrative yeah. right but it really depends right like those not it's not saying one book is better than right. the other that's right well I oftentimes people okay. will say that what this book is better than the other right well i'm glad that this person left this comment and i will now honestly think differently about how i possibly talk about horror being different levels yeah I, but i stand by if i was dragging if if this comment was referring to us dragging tales from the hood too I stand by what I said because that you know, was just bad. I, I, I actually think it might be because because we've covered quite a bit of horror. Ganjun has tales, right? I was like, you got to get specific. We've have covered a lot of horror. Yeah, and and I really Candy like. Band. Yeah, yeah. I really we we've seen uh, the films they mention in here. Black Christmas, which I really want you to watch sometime. Which mm-hmm. is the the movie with the first final girl ever. Oh, Most yeah. people know the final girl is from the Halloween film. Right. Jamie Lee Curtis, but actually the final girl is from Black Christmas. And I know that because of the book My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones, which is a great love letter to the horror, to specifically the slasher genre. Great book. Yeah, but I, I really like this comment. I think they pointed out something uh, that sort of frustrates me in science fiction and fantasy circles where people will say, this is fan- science fiction, but this isn't. And so people are creating these hierarchies within a genre that has generally been at the lower bottom. It's sort of like nerds sort of fighting who's yeah, the top dog. Yeah, I was like, dog. you run with people who do this shit like that all the time. Right, and You that's do that, you're like, Monopoly isn't a real board game. Like, Battlestar Galactic is a real board game. Yeah, I do do that. Right. And that's problematic, you know. A part of it, I'm you doing all, it to be silly. You're a problem. Um, so anyway, would you like to talk about our weekend, Sleepy Boots? This is so funny. Um, ben is sleepy because, honestly, we were so busy with the convention this weekend mm. that we're recording this podcast hours before it comes out. <laughs> so 
As soon as we we're are done, planners. I am editing, and then you'll probably hear it right after that. So thank you for being patient oh, don't with us. Tell that to the. Let's keep it a secret. We have been. We, this is this was recorded. I mean, it's not going to be hour for hour, but yeah, no, it's good. So there ain't no telling what kind of content is going to come out of this. All right, Ben, why don't you explain what C two E two is, and then we'll talk about uh, what brought us there specifically, and then we'll, you know, we're going to break it all the way down. We're going to do it just how we do books and movies, like first impressions. <laughs> themes that came out of the weekend uh so take it away all right c2e2 is chicago's premier comic-con it's like new york comic-con but it's chicago so lots and lots of comic books uh old new comic books to buy there's an artist alley there are after hour parties which i didn't get to go to any for reasons that we'll talk about later uh, i was there all weekend all day mm-hmm Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, let's see. So I went have, on Friday. You have Artist Alley, and then you have the Collector's Alley, and then you have sort of uh, panels. Uh, Stephen Strait, who is the main character from one of my favorite TV shows, The Expanse, was there. John Cena was there. Let's see. Lots and lots of wonderful people. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito was there. Uh, one black comic creator we're going to talk about as well, because we, we are going to shout out um, some black creators. But yeah. Um, she is Afwa Richardson. Ben got to meet her, but I didn't. So why don't you share a little bit about her? Because yeah, uh, Afua she's Richardson. Favorite, she's one of my favorite followers from the weekend. Yeah, she is the creator of the comics and all the artwork that you see from Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. So in Lovecraft Country, like Dee Dee, right? Or D? D. D and Hippolyta, Orithia yeah, so, Blue. So she did all that. D, D is the little girl who draws. And her drawings is actually Afua's uh, drawings. And so the Arinthia Blue sort of comic you see in the TV show is actually what Afua Richardson did. So she did a lot of the art design. And it was really cool to get to meet her. She's, you know, you know, top-tier cosplayer. She is having a book coming out about Black Mermaids in May. Uh, I sort of got to chat with her, and then we also bought uh, an original piece of art from her that will go up in our baby's room of the Dora Milaje. Uh, so I'm very excited. Amber's um, sort of looks like a Dora Milaje. I do uh, with her with her hair. So it sort of worked out. So when your hair was shorter as well, your hair's getting really long. I know. I just noticed that. I know. I'm growing it out after with the whole you, pregnancy. You, you just took a shower, so I see it's gotten some uh, some depth to it. I, this is a sidebar. You'll be a Rapunzel in no time. <laughs> Are you, tr- you trying to, you trying to do that tonight, girl? Okay. What, <laughs> what I'm doing is, you know, obviously every week I record like how my belly's growing. So I kind of want like the hair to match the belly growth. So your belly's growing a okay. lot faster. Okay. <laughs> Okay, opa. All right, let's keep going, you shady-ass bitch. Anyway, we had a great time. Um, my One of my goals this weekend was to talk to every black person that I saw at the convention, which uh, you will get to see. I, I will exclusively for the Patreon put a video of uh, a lot of the black creators that I got to connect with. I'll put that in the Patreon, which was great. But I went into this c- convention thinking like there's probably only gonna be a pocket full of black people here so like i'll be able to talk to every black person i saw and it was tons of blacks with a q in that convention there were just it it was a super diverse convention and, and 
it's it's so nice because when we talk to authors, you know, we've talked to authors on the show who have said in the past, like I've been one of two or three black people at these conventions. And so I went into this weekend, even though we've been to C2E2 in the past, I went into this weekend just like thinking like I'll probably see, you know, 20 plus black people, but I saw so many people, black people, creators and artists I can connect with. I just truly didn't get a chance to speak to everybody on the day that I was there, but I did get to get some like incredible interviews, incredible tags, incredible art. And so I'm very grateful for that question. Fun question. Yes. There's a convention that does not exist yet. What is it for you? Hmm. That does not exist yet. Yeah. yeah. Like I you remember like DragCon. Somebody had to think of that one day. Yeah. Uh, I I really enjoy uh, The Expanse and the books. They're like really, really big books. And there's this really great TV show. And it's just, there's no, there's no convention of it yet. Because it's just, it doesn't have the popularity, you know. Do they get renewed for another season? No, it's, this is the final season that's coming out. It just stopped being popular, you know. For the first couple of seasons, it was really popular. And it was supposed to be like Game of Thrones in space type of thing. But it never reached the following. I think they started to struggle in the later seasons. They they should have started killing more characters off. It was, yeah. Anyway, I really do enjoy the TV show. show. I love the show. The books are really huge. They're stuffed with, you know, side characters and lots of different stories. You could do a convention. There's enough material there. The world is big enough for it to uh, to be there. The po- you know, there's enough politics for it to be there. But it just it won't happen unless like there's some sort of resurgence in the future um that I mean fi- uh, I w- I wish they would uh create another season of Firefly, you know and do a firefly convention I knew that was coming soon yep. yeah but even um see but you but josh a whedon friend, right I, I buffy's fine i like firefly better but josh whedon is i think I you're think, in the minority with that oh oh yeah yeah he turned out to be like a super dick and really awful uh when he came in to start directing that's just old news so we'll just keep going what convention amber would you like to have started that has not been developed yet? Thank you for asking that question, Chuck. That convention for me would be the Flavor of Love Con. Oh my god! The Where characters. people dress up as different <laughs> of the women in the house. You can dress up as Flav. You can dress up as Flav's Butler, Big Rick. You can dress up as the girls. I mean, there's so much content. There's like three different seasons. Flav also has 10 children. You could dress up, as, could one dress up as one of his children. William, designer. You could dress up as the kids. I really think if they made a flavor of love convention, like you could have panels with some of the original girls. Like, because I'd be knowing word for word certain episodes. And that everybody likes to laugh and talk shit, but it's like, but you bitches are still watching The Bachelor years later. Like, that that was the same thing. The Bachelor's just a, a boring version of, of Flavor of Love, in my humble opinion. So I really think they could do something with that. And then I'd be able to invite you, and we'd learn more. Because, you know, I've been trying to get us for Halloween to go as New York and Pumpkin for Evs. But it's just, like, not going to be as sweet because you don't know the, the spit reference. 
Oh no, I I could. Yeah, I you could, could do, do that. It. You've watched. Uh, we've watched a lot of episodes. You've made me watch a lot of episodes so against good. my will. You could have a little charm school panel, like all of ass. the spinoffs. You could have Brigitte Nielsen do a cameo. I really think if they made a Flavor of Love convention, motherfuckers would come out for that because that was a dynasty. Are you frustrated? Does that frustrate you? No, just your idea is brilliant. I think it is as well. Why don't we take a quick break, yeah? Okay. Well, hey, listeners. Now, I know you're probably listening to the Sci-Fi Side podcast on Apple or Spotify, maybe even Amazon Music. But now you can listen to this show and, you know, your second favorite podcast on Vodacast. Yes, that's V-O-D-A-C-A-S-T. Voda, like Yoda. You can download the app free of charge and dive headfirst into an immersive digital experience. So check out Vodacast. Now let's get back to the show. So as I said earlier, I went around to the convention and got to really make connections with some great black artists. Um, Zeppi Zeppi is one of them. I'll tag Zeppi Zeppi. Like she was just one that stood out to me who made some like incredible black art. And I I saw some of her characters were like, I I look like this person, like, or I could see her drawing a person like me. Like I'm going to connect with this friend. Um, Gab was some Gab and Brittany were two girls. I linked with there who were, were funny enough already following me. So it was nice to just like see them there. And so I, I had a, a little bit different of an experience than Ben had at the convention. So Ben, why don't you set the stage uh, for some of the things that you were kind of dealing with? I, I experienced that, but you you were in the throes of it. Yeah, so I was helping table. A table means when an artist sets up their table and they sell their artwork. And so my friend Jeremy asked if I could sort of help him out and table with him, and I did. And Jeremy is non-neurotypical, which means he has uh, he's on the spectrum. He has autism, and so he struggles uh, sort of reading social situations and also organization and sort of uh, keeping things together. So, excuse me. I helped him set up his table and sort of reminded him not to, you know, uh, accost people. <laughs> How did those reminders set. go? Man? It was good. Yeah, he ended up learning, and uh, yeah, I he's ended such up. A sweetheart. I, yeah, he's very sweet, and he stayed over at our house one night. It was really great, but you're sort of sitting there for like five, six hours, and having people watch by, you know, walk, you know, by you, and you know, five, six hours of work, you, you have to make like three hundred bucks. It costs like four hundred dollars to table there. You know, it's, it's absolutely insane. They're legit making most of their money off of artists, like aren't they? No, not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Uh, how did that? Can you turn that one in for me a little bit? Okay. <laughs> We're just, I'm going to keep the podcast going because at this rate, I'm not going to be able to edit out all of the flubs today. So we're just, Ben is currently turning one of the cameras because I'm completely out of frame on it. Still, still mostly out of frame, but you know what? It's late and we're tired. Uh, but I'm I'm really grateful that Jeremy got to um, come there for a weekend, and he also like similarly got to connect with some other um, more so like patrons and like customers who had autism as well. So yeah, I you know he he didn't want to put up a sign that like said he had autism, but I'm like Jeremy, it is r- really difficult to be around you at times if people don't understand that you have autism. 
-hmm. Like, and I'll tell him that I'm like, listen, like sometimes you get really excited or you repeat things and it sounds strange for people or you're like, and you said at one point his headphones were on. Yeah. Yeah. He puts his headphones on because of uh, noise. It gets too noisy for him. And I'm like, Jeremy, you need to put up a sign that says something along the lines like, support artists with autism he's like all right i'll do that so he wrote support artists with autism and then in parentheses he wrote you know that means me and so multiple multiple people with autism came up and were like i want to meet uh an artist with autism and like literally i he had to go to the bathroom at one point and there was a young boy who came up with his siblings and the boy was like, oh, you know, I'd like to buy this. I'm like, you know, the artist just stepped away. And he's like, oh, rats. I'm like, but he'll be back. And I was talking to this the sibling who who um, was neurotypical like me. And uh, I was talking to her. And she was like, yeah, my brother was just really excited to meet someone with autism who was an At artist. Convention. And, yep. and then two parents, two parents came up and was like, yeah, my son has autism, but he's He's sort of at a different place. Like you could, there's the main artist uh, gallery, which is really big and really loud. It could be really intense. You can buy alcohol. So you get some occasional rowdy people. Uh, and there was one rowdy group of people who came and gave Jeremy like 20 bucks to do like a 30 minute sketch for them or like 20 minute. I was like, all right, Jeremy, you can take this money, but whatever. Like, so afterward I explained to Jeremy, like these people are drunk anyway, but two parents, <laughs> two parents came up. These motherfuckers. Yeah, two parents came up and they're like, Our our kid is sort of sort of out in the artist uh, away from the artist out uh what they call artist alley, um, because they're you know, it's too loud for them to come down. But I saw and you know, I really wanna buy something to support um actually sorry, it was three parents actually who said this. And I was like, Jeremy, like you would be like you need to I don't know. It's sort of tricky because it's like, do you market yourself as uh, an artist with autism? And Jeremy, you know, and I've talked to Jeremy quite a bit about this. And he's like, I just want people to like my art and not this. I'm like, yes, but people feel a special connection with you when they know like someone who's non neurotypical can make this amazing Mm -hmm. artwork. Or I've shared to him like it's really powerful that these conventions do have like black in anime or black creators panel like that's something that just speaks to me as a black person and it doesn't mean I'm asking for a handout it just means like here's a group of people that share my similar shared experiences potential shared trauma shared joy and I want to be in that room with them and I think um I don't know. I, I guess he just doesn't see it that way currently, but he did yeah. make some connections with um, other people with autism. And I, and that's super powerful. Yeah. He, you know, he's told me he was in like in a group of like high functioning autistic um, artists and professionals. And he was like, I had to leave that group because <laughs> they Jeremy. were just, they were just like too autistic for me. I was like, Jeremy, like, <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I mean, on, that's dude. fair. I had to just recently leave a, a new mommy group. Right. Like, sure. There's certain identities. And they identities. were too new mommy for me. Too mommy and, you know, for my you. goddamn nerves are like. Uh, and I was like, Jeremy, I understand. But but you can connect with those people in a way that, you know, me and you can't connect with. And I think at one point you had said to him, I was like, yeah, sometimes um, I just need Ben out of the house and I need black people time. Right. We have like black people. And Jeremy's like, I need black people time too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, mm. I was, no, it, Jeremy's white. And so we, we've, we've talked a lot about identity. Mm. 
Jeremy and I have been friends for, you know, I don't know, going on 10 years now. Yeah. And we, we're we, going to talk more about Jeremy and our yeah, uh, YouTube this week. So be sure to check it out. He's, he's a wonderful really, human being. He's so funny. Uh, and then I had my friend uh, Zaid stop by at some point. We were just talking. And Jeremy loves uh, the Muppets. And at one point, you know, we were reminiscing. You know, Jeremy loves to reminisce about Jim Henson's funeral. Because yes. Jim Henson died when he was 51. And Jeremy has seen this funeral yeah. no less than 200 times. Yeah, I think he was 51. Jeremy would correct me. He would know the date, the time. Literally, he would. The, he, he the can, full musical score yeah. of the Jim Henson funeral. And, and so he loves just talking about Jim Henson. A lot of his mm-hmm. art is like Kermit the Frog art. One of my favorite uh, sort of fan arts he did is... <laughs> He like did this really grotesque, fucked up image of Grover as this <laughs> chef, but with like a, a with a severed head on it. Right. And it was like it, and it, that's it, right up your alley. Oh yeah, it was super amazing and fucked up. But also, Jeremy will do these like really beautiful. He has this beautiful sketch of like Nickelodeon types Rugrat style. Mm-hmm. Um, of the uh, and it's like shot for shot, like yeah, it yeah, exactly yeah. Like, it, but he did he it. did a sketch uh, in, in sort of the Nickelodeon style of uh, the the uh, Church of Notre Dame, right when there was right after the fire of Notre okay. Dame, he was so disturbed by this beautiful piece of architecture, you know, being destroyed that he ended up making this awesome artwork. I, I think I I might actually buy the original from him. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's like very cartoony and just off, off, fucking off the chain. But oftentimes he'll make these really inappropriate connections at one point. So he was saying about Jim Henson's death, and he's like, you know, it 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 was like nine eleven. Ooh, <laughs> Jim Henson's death was like nine eleven. It's just, mm. it was just surprising, and we didn't see it, and and it was you know, uh, and and it was so sad. That was what it was like for him. It like hijacked and terrorized his brain. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Jeremy, the results <laughs> oh, of nine eleven. We ended up invading Iraq and killing thousands of innocent people, and there were still suffering the fallout of that. Like, do you understand that that connection is really offensive?" And he was like, "Yeah." It was like not to us, but like I get, I, but yeah, to the, the like, average person like, walking down oh, the street. Oh yeah, I you know, and I told him, and but you know, my friend Zaid and I just started laughing. It, and he, he'll he'll say really fun. Like he actually also stuff. says the nine eleven phrases when talking about Jim Henson because I heard somebody trying to buy something from him, and he was like, "Never forget," and I was like. Jeremy, what? <laughs> he was like, gone too soon. Never forget. It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, Jim Henson. I was like. He, I think he mm. somehow equated those. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's made this connection between those two events. Um, he, he'll also do like these really uh, bizarre crossovers. He did like a Breaking Bad and. Um, like Kingdom Hearts reference. Kingdom Hearts crossover which is really cool. And people are sort of struck by it because it's very kiddish. But then you see this adult murderer from an adult TV show like pop up. And so... Or it'll be like the Iron Giant and BB-8 scene together or something. Yeah, he'll just... He'll do... um, Actually, the the image you're talking about is the guy from uh, Rogue One. The robot from uh, Rogue One. Remember the tall... Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, uh, I thought it was the Iron Giant. No, no, it looks like the Iron Giant, but uh, he'll he'll do like lots of funny thing, or he'll say something really shady, and then oh not, yeah, and then not realize that it's shady. We'll be like, "Come over, Jeremy. Like, you like our place?" He's like, "I like this place way better than y'all's last apartment." <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> and the, that's why You're I like, fuck with him. I like, do as well. Or or he said to his dad the other day, he was like, look at my body. I feel like I just look like ugh, my dad. I was just like, damn. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Is that shade to your dad? He's like, no, my dad's just fat. I was like, ah. <laughs> I love it. I, I actually love, like, because he, he names what he needs, you know. Yeah. He's, or like we... <laughs> We were like, we, I had him over, so we did breakfast and he, he, I'm like, I have the original maple syrup. He's like, I, I can't eat it without Aunt Jemima's. I was like, all right. <laughs> hey, the, or, or who's now Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling Company. <laughs> He's like, I need some Aunt Jemima's. I was like, well, Amber's right here. So. Oh my gosh. Shut the fuck up. What, what, what did you mean by that bit? Cause Aunt Jemima's black and you're black. Got it. He's. How'd you think that joke did? Just it now? wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I because I think if he like if if I reminded him that aunt vagina aunt, aunt vagina or aunt if I reminded him, <laughs> I would write, please that's gonna remi- be my new drag name well, no, aunt no, vagina aunt vagina if I reminded him that aunt Jem- aunt Jemima was actually like a racist sort of yeah. caricature he would felt really he would have felt yeah really guilty. You got, yeah he would have he would have spiraled and apologized he, to he me a been million so, times yeah, yeah so yeah. he'll if he does something offensive like or or you know un- insensitive and you know I let him know and he'll feel really bad anyway so. Uh, Jeremy I, was I, awesome to host. I hung out with him, you know, full days. Yeah, full, yeah. We 12 hour days, helped him set up, tear down. Uh, we, you know, took him out to eat. And yeah. it was nice because he, you know, uh, you know, he lives with his parents. So it was nice to just sort of help him, you know, navigate and show more of the city. And I just, I love, like, you know, we share stories and, um, yeah, he he loves talking to me. I love talking to him. It's just a really great friendship. And uh, but anybody who's who has family or friends uh, with autism, like it, it's just a very different kind of experience. And like they oh, yeah. end up like that. You end up you know. Obviously, I was teaching him things, but at the same time, it was reciprocal, right? It wasn't like uh, we we don't have this one sided relationship, right? In many ways, I love talking to him, and I think he you know. He learns a lot from me. So that was that was my con, just helping him out. Um, I do have here, uh, I bought... For the YouTubers. Yeah, for the YouTubers. It. But this is a massive uh, Wild Bills type of soda. They had this like really fun uh, uh, Bill, Wild Bills soda, like uh, tavern type of thing where you get... You, you get know, to pull it. You pull it. And so Amber couldn't, you know, can't drink alcohol. So I bought her this really nice cup that costs like i don't know 70 bucks or something we spent too much damn money this weekend but that's okay because it went back into just like the like pure creativity and inclusivity of cons like i never would have damn chicago i'm not cutting this out because it's late yeah fun fact i typically cut out the sirens but not tonight y'all are gonna get full chicago um I I had never been to or heard of a convention before we got together. Not even really knew about cosplay. Like I I remember maybe first, I remember the first time you went you were like absolutely amazed. Like you were stunned. Right, which totally makes sense because like I love all things drag queen. Like so this it's it feels very adjacent and I I would be too afraid to do something like that when I was younger whereas now 
seeing other black people dressed as like Frozone and Storm, I'm like, oh, I could totally do this. Like, I really look forward to cosplaying one day. And especially with our kid coming, because we did see so many kids there. Like, I, I love the, what is it like that, that these conventions sort of are, they have you know, no age. Multi-generational. They're multi-generational and they're multi faceted in the fact that like I can find black family and Jeremy can find family with autism at the same location. And I saw, I saw tons of people in wheelchairs and cosplay as well. It was, it just came, it, it reminded me, it's like Shit's Creek. It's like, this is how the world should be. It's not like all of this hate. And, and of course there's tons of issues within cosplay. There's tons of issues with blackface. Like I'm not saying that it's like a fantasy land, but I did this weekend see a, a place where people of different races and different creeds and different abilities like come together to like fucking Sonequa and Star Trek. Like I, and that really, I love that because when we go to concerts and stuff, you know, you might not always see that. Like I love the who weekly, but I didn't see a lot of black people at the who weekly. Like it's like mostly white celebrity gossip or we'll go to a concert for me and it's mostly black. We'll go to a concert for you and it's mostly white. So I feel like this is one of the first places we've been in a really long time. That was just like, this really is for everybody and every crowd. Yeah. It's really great. And then, uh, one of the greatest things that we got, you're going to hear this listeners. Oh Lord. Where's Gucci? He hates this. Yeah. This right here is the sound of a lightsaber that I got. It is really fun. Uh, it is actually designed for combat. And then I, I won a second one in a raffle. So I, I only paid for one. Lucky me. And so now I have two, and it's just been a lot okay, of fun. Okay, you can turn it off now, because people just, just listening like, to us are going to be like, yeah, you're good. We get. But if, you, if you're looking on the YouTube, it's pretty fire. I, I, think, I think they see it now. Lucky me that... Um, Ben brought his toys home, his expensive ass toys. So between the, are you gonna turn it off? Why is it not? Yeah, I hear it. Okay. This episode has been crazy tonight, right? Oh, but that, that was the one, and then we got the other one. We have two bit. now. Little, We're gonna do some cosplay. We're gonna do some cosplay, and then we're gonna do some role play. Yeah. Other places. I was thinking that I would use one for fun and then the other one for spanking. I thought you said you were going to give your nephew. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it to my <laughs> nephew one. Uh, Could you please give it to them before you get any ideas? Yeah. But it was really great. Man, we got to dress. I really do want to dress. dress up. I I just don't want to half step with cosplay and I feel like you would put me in a position to be like, "Oh, by the way, I signed this up for this convention. It's it's this weekend." I, like yeah. people prepare so far in advance like months, to cosplay. Months, yeah. Sort of putting things together, knowing what we we're going to do. And when you cosplay, I want to not just buy the costume. I either want to pay someone to make it for me, right? So you're you're celebrating the artist or I make it myself. You know what I mean? So, and Who have you always wanted to go as? Uh, I would, I mean, I don't know. I've never actually thought about it. Maybe like uh, something from the, you know, the Mandalorian. I really like the Mandalorian going as Mando. I want to go something more as obscure. So like obscure, but really cool. Right. So you're going and you really, 
people love, how you look. Uh, I would probably maybe go as like a, a Witcher character, but a tertiary mm-hmm. Witcher character from the video game. You know, um, I, yeah, that's probably what I was I would go as, and I would want the fabric to be like custom designed for me. Um, and I, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. I'd want to go. I'd almost want to, I want to go in something that's like full throttle. So like a mystique or something. It's like, I need to be painted blue from head to motherfucking toe. Or like, I saw a lot of Harley Quinns this weekend, but like, unless it's like that OG red and black, it's not, it's just not that fun. It's like, okay, I get it. The pink and blue hair. What's next? It's like Cruella. Like what's next? But I want to go as like a mythical, mystical character or Dora Milaje. I would go full bald. I would also go as like Ursula the Sea Witch or something like something that requires like I need you bitches to come in here and make all eight tentacles. I need flotsam and jetsam. Like it's so funny that I in my brain, the only characters there would be like Marvel and comic book and then people and then you'll see like 15 Elsa's. Like, how does that work? Like, pe- so, like, cosplay is just, like, any character you want to be yeah, come through. any character you feel a connection with, right? Yeah. So, yeah, do it. I mean, even create your own character. People do that as well. Yeah, but it's just like, girl, who are you? Yeah. But, I mean, if it's, if it's stunning, if it's cool, if it's beautiful to look at, right, if you create a narrative in your head about that person, then you start walking around acting as that person, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, but you could do that every day. Why don't today you dress up as like. Sure. I mean, well, you're I, I advertising yourself because at these kind of cons, it's so big. People will just walk up and down Artist Alley. You know what I realized? Usually when I go to these conventions, I love sitting through the panels. I did not sit at one single panel. I know. I was like, did you meet John Cena? I did not. I didn't go to a single panel and they're all free. And I, no, I just stayed at the artist alley, which was nice because I started to really feel, okay, this is what it's like, you know? And uh, yeah, super excited. I, to, we should be on a panel one day. We're, we're going to do a panel soon, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Year. I mean, Maybe. we got this baby we'll coming, see. so. We'll see. It's just been a lot with you, you know, working with oh. you. Oh, go, go, say more. No, 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 no. I just, it's just been a lot in general, like together, living it, life with you, collective you. You know, it's not been a lot with dealing with you. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. No, it's fine. Just it's been a lot. We've been working through a lot with us together, two of us. Doing what? Just living life. We're fine. We're doing great. Okay, wrap up. Wait, are there any upcoming conventions? I know like DISCON is coming up. There is. There is DISCON. Uh, uh, ShyCon, which is like the World Science Fiction Convention, is uh, coming to Chicago, that's where they give the Hugo Award, which is... I didn't know that was in Chicago. Yeah, it's coming to Chicago, you know, Chicago this year. That is the Science Fiction uh, Book Awards that are equivalent to the Academy Awards. And then C2E2 is coming back in August of next year. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, so within eight months. There's another one in February. I'm yeah, gonna... yeah. I think that was uh, Discon. We, t- we talked about... No, not just... Dis- Discon is coming up next week. Right. Uh, we'll put this in order in the, yeah, in the show notes. But yeah, lots of different cons. Uh, yes, there's one coming up in February. Okay, but cool. But yeah, let's not, yeah, we, let's, let's talk not about things we don't yeah, know shit about. Yeah. 
Aren't you tired? I am so tired. Do you love me, Steve? I do love you. This is this podcast is intense because like it's not like other podcasts where people are mostly zooming or they're in a booth. Like yeah. we actually just have to look at each other the whole time. Yeah. And sometimes staring at you. And sometimes you grab my hand and hold it under I the do. table. I like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you rub me underneath. No, you don't do that. And with that being said, Ben, why don't you warp up the show? Yeah. Comic conventions are awesome. Cosplay is not consent, which is a tagline you will see, which we didn't even talk about, actually. Uh, yeah, consent is important. At yes, it is. I'm so sorry if that was misconstrued as me laughing at, at consent. Yeah, yes. just there's so much to talk about. Uh, but we, you know, at, in conclusion, go to a convention. You know, take take the children there. Have a good time. Stay after hours. And if you're coming to Chicago for a con, literally, please just DM us on Instagram. We will likely be there. Um, I met tons of people who hit us up in the Instagram streets, and I was like, we're on this row. Come say hey. And they did, and it was so much fun. So yeah. love connecting with y'all in person. Um, thanks, Ben. Sweet. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Up next, I promise y'all, we're going to read book three of Lilith's Brood. Let's finish out strong with Imago by Octavia Butler. Be sure to read that. Get ready for those upcoming cons. And we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Uh, uh, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Wait, who's getting the last one? I, get, I always get the last okay, one. Okay, yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> I think I got the last word. And you did not. The Shut the fuck up. Or stop talking. I'm stopping Ooh. the podcast now. Ooh. What do you have to say? Do you want to sing? I'm going to play. What's been your Red, new favorite song Red lately? Dead Redemption. Tell the people. Oh, uh, so my students are singing our ESBCT for choir. And so they wanted me to play it when they were working on one of their projects, sort of the final projects for this week. And it was so cool, like all the little sixth grade girls singing Aretha. It was adorable. That's not even what I was talking about. I was talking about Pretty Hurts. You've been singing Pretty Hurts. Oh, yeah, the house, yeah. I've but, been singing but Pretty Hurts. Shut a light on what's ever worth. Desert is affection is disease. It's, it's like you're like thinking about pandemic, like it's an affection. Coronavirus a is a disease in a pandemic. <laughs> Viruses what, are not ben, alive. Then what is your aspiration in life? My aspiration? Well, I'm a beauty queen. I didn't realize that you would ask me a question about the aspiration. <laughs> and like, oh, I'm not ready for this question, Harvey Cattell. I don't know. Ben, it's the soul that needs the surgery. It's the soul that needs. Yeah, I want to hear that from the most beautiful woman in all I the world. Know. I was like, pretty hurts, bitch. You know, we should cosplay as Beyonce. I mean, you should, but maybe we could I both can't. cosplay as Beyonce. You can't be like hot and funny. Hot like, and God's God, like, bitch. What do you want? From I me? thought you were about to say you can't be hot and pregnant. I was like, oh yeah, I think you can. You're you're doing a pretty good job. Oh, thanks. All right, but you can't be hot and funny. Like I think we're fu- that- I think we're funny. Like don't you love when people on TikTok are like, "Can y'all show us some videos of y'all dressed up?" Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're not hot. We're just funny. We're not we can't be hot and funny. I there was a comedian at the a yoga honey. studio that I used to teach at who does stand up and she's so hot that I'm like, "I just know your stand up isn't good." 
And she's funny, but I was like, dude, you're too like Western beauty standards hot to like have a successful comedy career. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. She's like a size double zero. She's ripped. She has like piercing eyes. And her she has like stainless white teeth. And I was like, nobody wants to hear it from you. <laughs> nobody wants to hear your story because you look like Giselle Bunchen. And it's just funnier. I don't know She's a supermodel. That's Tom Brady's wife. Oh, Tom Brady's wife, yeah. Like, nobody wants to hear stand-up as told by Tyra Banks. Tyra you? is funny. She's, I mean, is she? Or is it like, God, you're so high, I'm going to just laugh. Like, there's a I mean, level the whole, of like. I guess, yeah, it's not like, actually Okay, name a, name a person in Hollywood that's really hot. Like a oh. guy. Uh, I don't know. I can't actually think of any Hollywood actors now. I mean, Dev Patel, maybe. Dev Patel is super hot. It's so interesting to me that you're... I, I think Deb Patel is really hot, too, but it's like, name a number one Hollywood actor. You're like, Deb Patel. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's a movie you just came out with uh, called The Green Knight. Oh, God. I, really, I, was I like, really want to watch. Were you watching Slumdog earlier this week? No, like, no, no. What, Deb, why was Deb yeah, Patel the go-to Patel, answer? Yeah. He's hot. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying no, he's that's, hot. No, that's one of the newest movies. I thought you were going to say, like, I've, Brad Pitt or some shit. I, I'm actually imp- glad that you said Deb Patel. Yeah, Deb Patel is, is gorgeous, and he is in a movie... That I usually any movie I want to see, like really want to see, I'll just watch it. Like I, I don't wait for anything. I just fucking watch it. You know, I, I'm like, it's so we're so bloated and gloated with our ability to watch anything whenever we want. Yeah. You know, like when I want to watch something, I'm like, damn, I'm gonna do it tonight. I have an hour. Let's do it. And so he is in this beautiful new movie that I really want to fucking see, and I haven't seen it. So that's which which is sort of surprising for me. Anyway. Yeah, it's just like, I don't want to hear Brad Pitt tell jokes. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. Yeah. He was funny in Seven, I guess. Yeah, but it wasn't like, or, or I Club. am up at night wheezing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're not like comedians. Like, those people are not Your like, point is like, you can't be funny and hot. Right. All right. Well, like, smoking hot. Someone, like, this is why Kevin Hart DM- has a huge like, career. It's like, oh, he's short and funny, and it's funny. He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. Short King. Short King. Or like Jimmy Yang is fucking hilarious. And he was saying that on the Cole Byers podcast. He's like, sometimes in Silicon Valley, they would just tell me to give a look. And they just all burst out laughing. And on the car ride home, I'd think about like, huh. (laughs) Like, am I just so ugly that it's laughable? Like, is that why I have a comedy career? And I'm like, this is funny. (laughs) You might be. I love Jimmy Yang. but Yeah. But if he was smoldering hot, he would not. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Let's watch more Christmas we, movies. I thought we did wrap it up. That's what's funny about it. You yeah. interrupted me. We've been watching Christmas movies. Like we watched the first like gay Hallmark uh, Christmas movie. Oh my god! Watch Single All the Way, y'all. It's, it's so, so good. bad and it's so good. So good. It's bad and good. Fuck you. It's homonormativity at its perfection but that's what l- christmas is homonormativity yeah i mean yeah it's heteronormativity you mean. it's homonormativity it's this idea of taking heterosexuality and domesticating it 
for like the homosexuals. Oh, you call that homonormativity? Yeah, homonormativity. Oh, I thought you were like saying like no, like I was saying people saying it's like hackneyed as a straight. No, it's couple it's story. definitely like homonormativity. It's but like did it make you one, feel good? Did yes, you? it was. It was like a loving, beautiful story, and, and we both cried. It was yes. So I don't want to hear this after you like read. Well, think well, you, no, no, no. It, it's I I knew exactly. But it was good. Oh I knew my exactly. God, let's end this. I was. Show. I knew exactly what. All right, bye. Watch y'all. single all the way. We actually do love y'all. Bye. Don't I get the last word? I'm the leader. I'm the one that gets the last word. You know what that's from? The Aristocats. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.